0: It's another another wacky episode of the Crypto Radar podcast, and Vegas Darren and myself are joined. There's a, there's an unusual corner in uh, in crypto blockchain world. They uh, they don't speak Japanese. They dig on vaporware <laughs> art. Um, they they love a uh, a magazine called Massage, and they tend to uh, appear on camera. In, in pretty dark places. Welcome, yeah. Robness, to the Crypto Radar Podcast. Thank you very much, it's and great hello, Crypto
1: World. And thank you, for, and and uh, shout out to literally everybody uh, around the world at this point, because I think there's like one person in every every single country that's doing this thing, and it's kind of crazy just to think about. But yeah,
2: hello yeah so robness i mean we're talking here you know the electronic Andy Warhol you know following in the footsteps of Marcel Duchamp right you know
1: uh, i'll tell you what i'm i mean that's that's a high order right there um but the fact that i'm even somewhat even compared to those giants i mean thank you very much i appreciate that um I, i just was making some kind of rage art at the time and um and it kind of just flew off the handle Um, there's a lot of people making trash can art now, which I think is hilarious, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to discuss that right now. Uh, let's go. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So like, um, I have no like ill will with super rare or anything. Um, and you know, there are people going, Oh, well, you know, um, he didn't, he read the terms and conditions of uh, being on super rare and this and that. And I kind of already knew, um, it was a statement that I was making because Maxwell Cyrus was removed and, and a little bit in, inside of me was like, well, you know, half a century has been of remixing culture and remixing this and remixing that and collage and, and, and just, you know, being afraid of uh, simple copyright kind of stuff at this point, mm-hmm. especially being in crypto. Crypto is like about completely, Getting off of it and not asking for permission at all. You know, like, right, like, like when Bitcoin started, do we ask the United States government, oh, can we use this network? Like, no, we didn't. We just, we just used it. So kind of, that kind of ethos kind of just stuck with me ever since I got into the space. So I started, you know, doing it in 2014. That was when I think Bitcoin went to like a thousand. But, um, you know, I, I, well, actually, I knew a friend who was using the Silk Road.
2: <laughs> which, uh-huh. which, okay.
1: so, so I actually, I actually saw Silk Road like in my face, and I, I actually saw it being used, which is which is pretty crazy. And, then, and you won't say what he was buying. Yeah, I, I, of course I can't <laughs> say it. Yeah, but um, that piqued my interest. Be- yeah, it piqued my interest because at first I was skeptical, and I was like, "No, this is just this is, this is this is fake," and this and that. And and I looked up the technology and went down the rabbit hole like everybody did, and then um, so that ethos kind of stuck with me not to just be lawless, you know, but I mean, I think that that certain change just to, has to happen. And I, I feel that but Bitcoin Bitcoin is like a, um, it's the most effective protest because, um, I mean, I have thoughts about all the stuff that's going on with uh, just civil discourse at the moment. And I think that protesting on the streets right now is kind of archaic when we literally, all I have to do is buy into this thing. And it's, it's literally undoing the banking structures as we speak, you know, they really have to, reorganized completely so yeah so all of that all of those feelings that i had went into that trash can as ridiculous as it is do you want to talk I mean, about either, that a little
2: bit just for context yeah. for listeners like yes, tell, us, yeah. tell us about that process
1: and forgive me i'll go on tangents like left and right so you oh that's up, cool probably but um as far as the trash gift that was um my buddy max he was the first artist to be re- removed off of super rare because he was making artwork that was obviously sampling um you know other you know, visual images and just juxtaposing it. And, um, and, you know, I mean, when he got removed, I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to say a couple things about this. And I think the first, um, uh, piece was like another trash can, but it was like more obscured. It's like, I call it the brute trash can. And it's really just like, uh, I was using photo mosh, which is like a filter. And it didn't make it look like a trash can. I actually kind of obscured it to be just make mm. it look like a, just like a cyber GIF kind of piece. And then um, after that, I kind of was like, well, I'm just going to take a little step further. And then I just went full on. Here's a trash can. This is what I feel. This is all trash. Ah." And then just put it up. And and then shortly after that, I got the the, um, expulsion notice. And I was like, that's okay.
2: From what I recall, that kind of got triggered by the Bitcoin and Ethereum logos that you Sample though is that correct? Yeah, yeah.
1: That was that. That was another one. Um, that was more like a conceptual experiment because I'm not sure if that's the first of its kind. But I really thought it might be might be funny uh, to take a you know Creative Commons uh, hmm. image and reappropriate it as art. And I don't think anybody really kind of understood like at the time like this might be kind of funny because. I mean, it says, you know, you can use it, you know, it's free for commercial use and this and that. And so I just put it up. I actually thought that wasn't really that big of a deal until I I think kind of heard from the go around that it might've been, you know, (laughs) added fuel to the fire, you know, but, but it is kind of a funny joke and it, I'm not going to lie. It was a joke. You know, I mean, I, I knew going in that putting the Bitcoin and Ethereum logos were kind of a joke, but, uh, but in, in hindsight, if you really think about it, I mean, using a creative commons, um, you know, image for an art piece, it's not really ever been done. So, I mean, I, I kind of was thinking about it later. I was like, oh shit, you know, that's actually kind of cool. Like what, what happens after that? You know, so because it was Creative Commons, in a sense, uh-huh. you might say, well, what's the big deal then? Like, Right, right. I mean, it's technically, it's it's even better than sampling or um, doing collage work because you don't know, actually, the, the collage piece that you're you're taking might actually be super, uh, or the, the artist that might be behind that might be, you know, uh, lawyered up, so to speak. You know, <laughs> like, you don't know. I mean, until your piece gets some notoriety or something like that. But with that, it's kind of more direct in saying that you can use it for anything. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to look up the Ethereum logo to see if that was actually legitimate to use because uh, I I was thinking that it might might be a little bit more tricky because Vitalik Vitalik is at the head of the thing and perhaps there might be an added uh, thing on top of it where you could only use it for Ethereum projects and so forth, but it actually turned out to be free to use. So so I did do my little research to make sure I could use it. Right. um, Yeah. So those three pieces are kind of like they're kind of like uh, an homage to pop art in a sense. Like I know, what I was doing, you know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, he's, you know, this cretin, you know, he's putting up a trash can with like, you know, it's like, okay, like you can look at my other pieces and, you know, see what I'm making. Like, I'm not, I'm not like complete airhead here, you know, so, but. uh, (laughs) Right, like if that was all you created, it would be a different story, but you have a huge gallery of artworks. Yeah, so, um, so that's, you know, it's kind of funny, but everybody has an opinion to um, art. So, I mean, for me, like, I like the fact that there's, Adverse reactions to it. Some people love the love the idea. Some people absolutely hate it. The sauce of of pieces that and for, for me, it's like I don't want to make bland mm-hmm. art. Just I'm just not interested, you know in that. And uh, I might be making some of that right now. I don't know, but some type of reaction. You know, I think that's really important that people can those uh, kind of represent albums uh, with Ethereum. Um, even though I know it's a it's supposed to be a curated gallery, it's like I kind of put that there because it's kind of a warning notice because there's a lot of centralized projects jumping on top of the network. And, um, Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to do that. You know, if, if you run like a startup or something, it's like, you can, you can just totally throw away the whole decentralization concept and just say, okay, I'm going to build a web three thing on top of Ethereum and just do everything like we used to do. And it's like, okay, so we're just going to have Ethereum, which is a decentralized network transaction layer, but everything else is centralized. It's like, I don't know if that's such a big step we're taking. So, you know, so that's kind of the thoughts I had behind it. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So where where are you at now with your art?
2: I've seen you, um, you were talking uh, about kind of wrapping up this phase of your art.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I was doing like some, um, you know, it's kind of weird. Like I'll jump on different um, like, you know, art, art apps or, just different ways to express. And, um, you know, I was using, uh, that app on, um, I don't know, the iPad procreate. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's just, it's just be able to use your hand and, and just use all the features of Photoshop without having to use a mouse, you know, like there's something, there's something to just having your fingers just go crazy. It's like, I don't know. I think that's a whole new type of technique that people are kind of not like really understanding how profound it is because really like for me, like um, in in a music world, it's like all about presets or effects and like in audio engineering, it's like, okay, you can take one effect and you can take a whole style of music into that. Mm. And so for like, for art, it's like one preset or one warping feature or one, you know, you could just practice for weeks on that and just develop a whole new language with it. And so I was using that and was making some like groovy, uh, kind of futurist kind of like abstract kind of classical because I, I use paint textures as well and just making some just really wild stuff and people were digging it so um, yeah I think it's most of the stuff I, I release on uh, on OpenSea so got like right, got right. yeah but yeah that's, that's basically what I'm doing but now I'm kind of like I go through phases really quick I get bored like <laughs> Like, like I'll do, I'll make like 30 pieces. I'm like, all right, I got to make something new. Like uh, I'm over, it, you know, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So tell me about your process.
2: Is it a, is it a very fast process for a work of art or do you think about it a lot or what's going on
1: there? Um, I, I kind of, I kind of go kind of like ape on it. I just kind of, I, I love abstract work because it's, I think like abstract art is 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 so close to the source it's ridiculous it's like so stone age you know like the, the process it's it's just attack the canvas as much as you can until you go you know what I mean you like like I like this you know and then it's done you know I love that I mean I there's other artists out there that really have to code their way into this gigantic you know idea and I'm kind of just the simpleton that just likes to just make something that's just all, all of a sudden I feel something that comes out and I'm cool with it. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of my process. It's, it's pretty simple. You know, it's like, like no, uh, this defying thing about it. Just, you know, I just can't stop making stuff, which is, which is kind of another uh, problem. Like I was making too much art, you know, for the scene is like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I like, I like making a lot of stuff, but uh, can you yeah. get, talk about that a little bit? What do
2: you mean mm-hmm. by making too much art?
1: Well, when I was on Super Rare, I, I kind of got reprimanded for making too many pieces. Um, so, so I, I was kind of like, I was kind of you know jerking a lot of chains. I was you have yeah, a hell of a history with them, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because it's it's like I'm I'm actually you know I'm I'm super stoked for them because they're just growing and growing and growing. I mean, they're like their volume on OpenSea is pretty much at the top right now, and so um, I was making a slight prediction about it. And I was saying that, you know, there's a lot of blockchain games on, you know, Ethereum right now. And, I, and a lot of those games are kind of like, they don't really advertise it, but they're kind of centered around collectability. Like, you know, get those rare items, get the rare here, get the rare this, get the rare that. And the game is a nice augmentation to that. But I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, super rare might be the actual game, the actual collecting game. You know what I mean? Uh, right. It, it's hard to see right now, but but the fact that you can take the artwork and, and start inserting them in different avenues. Like I was saying a couple of years ago when I was doing the Rare Pepe thing that, you know, these, these artworks, you can take them and put them into games and stuff. So so Super Rare to Me is, is an art gallery slash uh, item collecting thing for other platforms, whatever it may be. I mean, um, the in the future, there's, there's, there's no limits. So the fact that I see it on the top volume, I'm like, I'm thinking people are starting to kind of pick up what's going on here. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's all about the art, but um, I think with with crypto, um, just just bootstrapping it to artwork, it's like, what what is possible? It's like, there's so many things right now that, that they're doing with like async, like multiple layers, you can change the layers on the artwork. I haven't done a piece on there um, yet, but there's a lot of different projects going on. And it's just it's just mind blowing what's happening.
2: Talk to me about the return of Max. Max the rising from the ashes.
1: Of Max. Back to uh, Super Rare mad max now <laughs> maybe rewind a little bit to what you were yeah, talking about before yeah, with him. right right uh, going on. i'm uh, super happy he's back on um i'm glad that he uh patched up with 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 the two johns and um yeah i it's you know i think i think in 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 the beginning in the outset i don't i think a lot of people in the space are kind of just testing things out that after a while that okay he takes a lot of drugs like he's a trans-dimensional artist let him do his thing you know and I think after that people were starting to pick up the story and they're like you know what maybe he sees things a little bit differently maybe I should look at this artwork a little bit more than than just passing I became friends with him kind of first because I saw some pieces I was like oh I love this shit like, like straight up I'm, I'm, I'm gonna curse from time to time I hope forgive me but um but uh you know a couple pieces I saw I was like this is my homeboy right here. I like this stuff. It's, it's, it's wild. I mean, if you take a look at it, I mean, I, I, I love to just break down people's art. I just like with his stuff, I'm I'll go right now and riff on it. But, um, it's like, it's like ghetto. It's, it's weird. It's like urban psychedelic art. That's all I can really say. And, and he, he has this way where you can tap into uh, current pop events or, um, Um, certain type of visual imagery and then mix it with um, like classical imagery like he'll take like art art from the renaissance and just smash them together and it's just what comes out is i love it um and so when he got back i was like okay everything's kind of understood people went from max is crazy he says crazy things on twitter how can he do this and then they're like well maybe that's just his personality and maybe that's what, maybe that's the sauce that goes into the artwork. Maybe I just have to put up with it, you know, and not put up with it, but Max knows what I mean. And shout out to Max. Love you, bro. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think, I think a lot of collectors are starting to understand. It's like, okay, we got to just, we got to understand that the artwork is a representation of the individual and the individual, although some parts I might not agree with, that is what I kind of have to deal with to see that come to fruition. And, um, so that's that's uh, pretty much it on that end. But as far well, how as, did
2: how did this go with patching things up? I mean, I don't know what you can say about it. But I read a little bit about him saying that they basically had a dialogue,
1: yeah. you know,
2: in, in private and kind mm-hmm. of worked things out. I mean, I don't know what you're free to say about that. But can you share a little bit about
1: that? Yeah, or? I mean, uh, it's uh, it's mostly on Max's part. But he, he spoke to me. He, uh, he, he spoke to me, and he said he, he talked to um, one of the Johns and. And, or actually, I, mean, I think they had a conference call or something. He told me, and then they said that, you know, they patched it up and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's a difference in communication between, uh, you know, over the phone and then on mm-hmm. Twitter, it's, it's a two different worlds, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like Twitter, you can just, you can say whatever you want, unless, you, unless it's against, you know, what Jack has to say, you know, the almighty Jack, <laughs> but, but, you know, you'll get shadow banned for some reason. It's like, what happened? What did I do? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think those, Social media, even even doing webcam stuff like this, being on the phone. There's different types of communication, and you know, they they I think they just heard Max over the phone, like okay, actually mm-hmm. we kind of like this dude, and vice versa, and then they patched it up, and then he's back that's, on. So. That's great. Where do yeah. you stand in that whole mix? Um, I haven't been approached yet by Super Rare, and it's it. I mean, if if it's it's the ball's in their court, if they want to do it, that's fine. If not, no big deal. I actually. Did, I was telling Max yesterday I go, he's like, oh man, are you, are you going to get back on? I'm like, well, actually to be honest, I kind of like being on the outskirts because I have to work my ass like a lot harder to, 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 you know, it's like super rare is, you know, doing really well. And, and I'll tell you what, you go in there, there's certain collectors that only buy from super rare. So, uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, I understand because half the time they're they buying art as an investment and they want to make sure that they can get a return on it. I, I get that part of the art market. Like like the art market and the art world, are, I think, are two totally different universes. I think if you combine the two, you're destined for failure at this point because, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, collectors like to buy stuff to flip. That's like, that's a secret. Ah. You know what I mean? It's like, I know, I mean, I buy artwork as well. And there's a part of me that, you know, I buy art pieces. I'm like, I I think this might be a notable piece in the, in the, in the future, you know? So, um, I understand their viewpoints on certain things and why they don't venture outside to buy um, artwork from different platforms. But I got this other weird, um, belief that I think the artist is really what matters. It doesn't really matter what platform they're on, you know? I mean, who knows? Like Max, one of Max's pieces could be, uh, notable, the ones that he made on Rarible, you know, rareable, or, or even, you know, Known Origin or something else. It just depends on what happens in the future or what gets written up or what magazine puts a certain piece on their cover. You know what I mean? So, um, so it's, it's kind of weird. It's like some of the collectors just stay on super rare and I get that, but I, I feel like being outside, it's like, I just got to really, really work harder to um, make pieces that people can resonate with can um react to or or um you know i don't know share around you know because it's really my weird.
2: impression is it was always a good experience so like i never saw any ill will
1: coming mm-hmm. from you uh, towards super rare or vice versa no you know, and, i just was i just was talking schmack you know like some, talking some schmack on twitter that's about it you know and right right you know and, and they understand that i think i i really think that those guys kind of really get what's going on and and it's a little bit of drama but in the end it really kind of build super rare even further i think <laughs> you know sure, a it bit, brought a, a lot little... of
2: recognition to the platform
1: right yeah i mean uh to be to be honest i mean you your article is a bang up job thank you so much for that by thank the way thank you um and uh, i I'm, I'm glad you you came in and kind of kind of stuck up for some of us a really kind of because at the time we we're kind of just we were kind of you know we we're kind of peeved mm. and uh you know when it was nice being on super rare you know it's like it's like there's some people that are really throwing down some change to buy some artwork on there. It's like, Holy crap. Um, but then when you get let go, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm like that guy from judge dread who gets banished, you know, into the, into the desert wastelands. It's like, okay, all right, how am I going to keep, keep making pieces and, and generating some income here? And then through that, I kind of figured out a couple, couple ways to do it. So now it's like, right. I, don't get Was me Was there a bit
2: of a panic there when that, when that first dawned on you that you were, uh, Excommunicated, so to speak?
1: Yeah, because it's like, I mean, not not panic, but it was like, you know, I mean, you get let off. And I was wondering if, if some of the collectors would be, um, you know, siding with, with the platform and going, oh, you know, fuck this guy you know he's he's just a bad guy you know <laughs> you know and uh, perhaps that that would reflect in their buying uh, positions and so forth and uh, turns out that wasn't the case which is good a lot of a lot of the artists or a lot of the collectors were kind of sympathetic and though we're actually still buying pieces which is cool um and then maybe like a couple weeks after it was it was it turned out all right you know i actually started using rareball a lot more and kind of started making jokes that it was the future like Japanese swap meet of NFTs, you know, cause it really kind of is. And like, if you go to that site, it's kind of like free for all, like there's some people making like voxel model cars and they're just filtering their NFTs through there to try to sell them. And it's just a like, grab mm. bag of stuff. But, but Max and I, and even Osanachi, who's the Nigerian artist, you know, we're doing pretty well in there. Like I sold about probably 30 F of pieces so far. Um, mm. Yeah, and and it's a, it's just a good platform to use. I like their user interface. So so yeah, just you know, just trying to make my way around it. Yeah. So what do you I mean your stuff
2: you were mentioning it being NFTs pretty much running fully on Ethereum and uh mm-hmm. lately there's been a bit of a story with Ethereum that you know there's traffic issues, congestion issues, gas yeah. fees, etc. cetera. Yeah. Uh, you ever thought about other platforms, other protocols?
1: Yeah, I've 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 put some stuff out on um what was it, EOS? You know, they have mm-hmm. Pixios um, and it, it's nice. It's just, um, I don't know, there's, there's not enough collectors on there. So I have about like, I think seven or eight pieces on their platform and I've used it. Um, I still, to be honest, I'm still kind of messing around with their um, their transaction system. Like I have about, <laughs> I got a bunch of EOS on my, on my phone and honestly, I was trying to send some out like yesterday and they're like, oh, you don't have enough CPU on your, uh, on your right, wallet. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. It, yeah. It, I, yeah, I haven't, I gotta get that handle to be honest. Like I'm an, I'm a noob in the EOS platform. So I'm like CPU. All right, let me stake some to get some CPU. Okay. But, um, yeah. but I mean, the platform's cool. You know, I mean I, the, the EOS platform is, it was fun to use. The transactions are quick. Uh, and as far, I mean, as far as NFT platforms, I think that one, I'm not sure if Tron has anything. Do you know if Tron has like, art galleries or any of that stuff
2: that's a good question i'm yeah. kind of uh, more of a Ravencoin fan myself i was just talking to crypto wendy o about that they have very yeah. deep tokenization so that's mm-hmm. one that i think is pretty cool
1: nice um as far as like Ravencoin, like i mean just give me the lowdown on that i mean do they have like like nft projects and stuff like that or
2: well, I mean, I, I'm not an expert on it, but right. it's it's meant to focus on the concept of tokenization being an easy path and uh, mm-hmm. also includes the capacity for messaging in the blockchain, which is kind of a neat feature that's built into it. Totally I'd, I'd, no? I'd say it's worth exploring.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a look at it be, primarily because I keep hearing Ravencoin pop up like everywhere. Like I'll blockchain. see it. Like if, if I'm looking up something else, all of a sudden Ravencoin is just hanging around and like raven I'm like, okay, I'll, I got to go check it out. I mean, I used to be one of those guys who like literally knew every project and what they were doing. Mm. Like from 24- so 20 some of your big projects you were a fan of. A lot of them are kind of dead to be honest. Like I remember <laughs> yeah. I remember like I thought Factum was going to be the big mm. one and then all of a sudden they just took a major dive and I think Paul Snow is like in the middle of some trying to revive the company and stuff like that. But I thought he was going to be the next Google cuz just his approach and wanting to take the bloat off the the Bitcoin blockchain and and use his chain as the major one to anchor all the information in. I thought that was a great idea. So I mean, who knows though? I mean, I don't think he's completely dead, um, but he does have a lot of work to do to revive the company. So mm-hmm. like I thought that I thought that was going to be a big one. Um, let me see what else. Storage. I remember like you know decentralized file storage. I thought that was going to kind of go somewhere. And it's still kind of Sia Coin is kind of the same idea, isn't it? Right, right, Sia and and storage were kind of the competitors like years yep. back, um, and a lot of these projects are kind of just like coasting. You know, I, I don't right. know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, it's it's kind of weird. And so I think we might be going through like one of those dot com um, busts. You know, totally. I think latest, you know, dot com. It, yeah, it's it's it's. I think we're there now. We're starting to see a lot of projects not sprouting like we thought they would. Uh, and who knows? I mean, maybe they'll just get all bootstrapped to Ethereum. I don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. Ethereum's doing pretty quite well, but their, 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 um, their fee problem is, is pretty big. What do you think
2: of this big switch over to staking with Ethereum?
1: Um, I mean, I'm always a proof of work guy. Like, I thought proof of stake was kind of cool in the beginning, but I'm not sure. Um, I, whenever you inflate the coin uh, supply, I kind of just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of just step back a little bit. Um, we'll see if it works. I mean, you know, I, I don't like to put full uh, belief into, like, I know Vitalik's a brilliant kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, right when, I mean, I saw him do the, the first Ethereum talk. I think it was like in Miami. I wasn't there, but I saw it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said was, uh, this kid is going to change everything. And I was telling my friends about it. I go, you got to check this Ethereum out. You got to see this. And they're like, no, it's not going to do much. This and that. And I'm like, all right. And then like years later, it's like, boom, you know, but, uh, but I think it seems like a lot of people are just kind of like, well, Ethereum's here. It's, it's huge. I'll start building projects on there. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. It's just, they just need to figure out their, their fee issue. Cause I think I was reading something <clears throat> a couple days ago, or I, I put the article up yesterday. It was about, um, all the gaming activity has dropped like 70% or so forth, you know, it's because, oh, wow. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're playing a game and, nice. you, know, yeah. you know, you're going to have to pay five bucks for a fee to get an item that doesn't cost anything, that's a big problem. Kind of you know? pointless. Yeah, and, and, and I, mean, I mean, you know how gaming is. It's like you get an item or you're going to do quick transaction here, there. You'll do, like, if you're, if you're playing the game for a long time, you'll do 100 transactions easy, no problem, trading back and forth. And, and so um, when the fees go super high, like, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to leave. And that's what happened with, with the, the, the Pepe Cash thing, like the rare Pepe thing. Like I've already been through all this, you know, like I've already seen what happens when the fees go high. Activity completely drops. And um, and it's funny because at that time, when I was trading all those, uh, it's just, it's so funny talking about it now. It's like the, the whole art world got built off of memes, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the dark secret. It's like memes built this world. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, but when I was trading those cards we were really just testing this stuff to see what, you know like how far we could take it and and I remember that the fees were 9 cents at the time on the Bitcoin network. So I was doing giveaways back then. I was like okay like I made 100 cards of this. Like I'm just going to start passing them around. Had no problem paying 9 cents. Sure. But when I got yeah, when I got up to 32 50 cents I was like I can't give away 50 cards anymore. Like I just can't, you know. And then that Com- just sort of compounding, but you don't see the effects. You see the effects like probably months afterwards when there's like no activity. It's like, holy crap, where did everybody go? Um, people started dropping off the Telegram network. We had like 1600 people uh, like at the time on the on the Rare Pepe chat. Um, and uh, slowly the numbers started dwindling, people started leaving, and then now it's just kind of like a footnote in crypto art history. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that does happen. People kind of like are pushing it away now. I'm like, it's kind of a big deal. Like, you know, Ethereum is a big network now. There's a lot of projects built on top of it, you know, like huge infrastructure now. And uh, now you have this fee problem. It's like, holy crap. It's like you're taking this rare Pepe problem and like actually putting it onto institutions now or like DeFi projects. And um, Visa wants to jump on Ethereum now. It's like, can they do it? I don't know. I mean, that's right now. It doesn't seem like they can handle it. So I don't know. We'll see how F2 comes out. But. I don't know. You, do you have any thoughts on Ethereum 2? Uh, uh, what their possibility, the capabilities of handling this problem are? I, I'm kind of in the, in the dark with that. But.
2: I don't know, Paul, you want to say something about that?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Is, is the imperative to, uh, is behind the move to proof of stake is, mm-hmm. was that not more, more an environmental thing or was it a... Wow, it's performance. It's it is performance. performance. So, okay. So they're, they're anticipating... They know that they need to to improve performance, and that's what they're going to do. Mm. Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: So with the proof I mean, of
0: stake, then they're going to be able to handle like
1: tons of transactions. Then
2: much These, more than they can by yeah. a proof of work with their structure.
0: With their structure. I mean,
2: yeah. there are okay. again, there are other proof of work protocols that have a higher potential capacity. Ravencoin being one of them.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh Gigabyte's another example. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, but those are, uh, you know, not they don't have the same prominence, of course, right? Right, I okay. sound like I'm trying to shill Raven you Coin. Are, you, you
0: are, really you're totally not. try. you've become the
1: hi <laughs> <By> Raven Coin. Hi,
0: <laughs> <By. Yeah. Pottle. laughs> I really hey, am not. Vegas. Darren is the Justin's son to <laughs> Raven Coin of what Justin's son is oh, to okay. Tron. It's crazy. Tend- this man. talk has been brought to you problems. by
1: Raven Coin. Yeah. <laughs> I just this want to not win financial a advice. <laughs> I no, but want you know, to what's funny? A I'm a I'm DFA. gonna check it out though because honestly, like when you told me, I'm like, you know, that's like one of the projects I just did not even not did not even take. It's it's kind of weird because it's like every every project in the crypto world, it's like it's its own universe. You know, like yeah, there's it's there's true. like the chain link people. Okay, like you know, it's kind of funny, but um, like there's there's so many different communities all spread out. It's like, if like, for example, if I want to get into Ravencoin, it's like, I'm going to have to start like jumping in and getting dirty. Like I'm going to go into like the Bitcoin talk forum and like see a thousand posts about it and just start like looking up on what's going on there. But you know, it's just, and, and it, it's kind of funny too. Cause there's like this like cult uh, personality with, with coins too. I don't know if you've noticed that, yeah, but like, oh, yeah. once you, once you invest in a coin, it's like all other coins suck. Yeah. This is the you know what I mean. It's kind of funny, and I I I I I laugh at it most of the time, but um but you do get sucked in, and it's like like Raven Coin. Like I will I will definitely uh, check it out because I mean it's it's been definitely advertised around, and I sh- I really should have looked at it. Um, and I'm not sure if there's any other cool projects you guys know about right now that kind of spreading out, but I'm down to hear it. Um, I-, I will keep my mouth shut for a minute here. I've already done enough
2: shilling, Paul. What do you think? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I, I know that there's controversy about it, but DPoS is it works and it's fast. I mean, if, if we want scalability, speed, and security, you DPoS is for me the way to go. And I understand it has problems, and you know, there's a centralization issues. But if uh, those networks work, they're fast, and um, I, I, you know. Figuring out all the other problems is just—I I, I, guess—started. The model started a little later. They're perhaps going to go through a process of, of ironing those issues out. Mm-hmm. I hope, because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of—I'm digging on there. The, the yes. EOS, I think the thing to remember, we are us.
2: still in the early stages. We are and in I mean, the early Paul stages. and I have talked yeah. about this a lot that, you know, it feels for those of us who have been into crypto for a number of years, it feels like it's been forever. But you have to remember, yeah. this is a decade old tech. Like, it's not that, I mean, okay, granted, there were previous iterations prior yeah. to Bitcoin. Yeah. But in terms of it being fully decentralized like Bitcoin, there's we haven't had a lot of time. My personal no. feeling being proof of work still stands out as the best for the actual um, decentralization of the network. Right.
1: right but it, right. then it is limited, you know, to the speed. Right. I mean, God knows how many times you've heard about the, you know, the, the, the block size debate. It's like, I'm kind of over it now. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. I got like Gregory Maxwell still working on Blockstream like the last six years, you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, um, I think, you know, the, talking about this kind of stuff is actually very important to the NFT world because transaction is the most important thing right now. Like if Mm -hmm. that can't be handled, there's no point. So this discussion about which blockchain is, is uh, you know, really doing it, I think is very important. Um, Primarily because I already went through the the fee problem. You know, I was trying to tell people, I'm like, just wait guys. Like, Wait till Ethereum gets really bogged up. Because honestly, it hasn't gotten as bogged up as it will. Like we haven't broken the BTC 10K carry. Uh, uh, we, we haven't had the BTC 10K break yet. Like when that breaks and goes to 12K and starts going, that network is going to be so bogged with traders and tetherers and, and just people trading back and forth. It's, it's going to be maniacal. And if that doesn't kind of get handled, which I don't think it will be in time, I mean, it's, there's going to be a lot of activity stopped, you know? So what does that do to all, all, all the DeFi projects and so forth on there? I don't know. I hate to be a dupesaver, but it doesn't look like for months, there'll be a lot of activity, but maybe they'll just wait it out. That could be a thing too. I mean, I mean, crypto people are kind of patient. I've noticed that as well. We're like,
2: used to dealing with like, a lot of bugs.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, if something doesn't work, it's like, okay, I'll be there. I'll, I'll come back in a month or something. I don't know. But um, but I think a lot of artists that are making you know incomes now on there might be a little pet peeved you know like mm-hmm. I can't you know or actually new artists too um, like I've realized that a lot of in the in the crypto art world there's a lot of people getting onboarded who really I'm not saying they don't know but it I think the original decentralization thing is kind of getting forgotten. Like they'll, they'll jump onto the Ethereum right. network. They'll use uh super Rare, They'll use known origin, but they, they just get to learn MetaMask, you know? And, and there's a lot of things with that, that I find problematic because, you know, a lot of them don't get taught, you know, make sure you know your private key. It's like, I can foresee a lot of artists, you know, getting their art hacked, getting stolen, um, not being, you know, as careful as they should be. So there's a lot of things with, with with that scene right now, I see people just jumping on and and possibly not getting taught enough about what they're using. Right, and you know, I, I can I see it problematic. You know, um, but maybe that's hey, just. Uh, the, go ahead. No, Sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, 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 it's good. I was just going to say, you had any personal life lessons with that?
1: Um, as far as being hacked, uh, I don't even want to say not yet. I'm just going to knock on wood. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I've been pretty, I've been pretty, yeah, I've been pretty good with it. Um you know, like I said, I, I've done my fair share of trading back in the day and I have dealt with, you know, faulty actor, uh, exchanges, um, where you deposit money and Mm. they're like, you need to deposit another amount, to get your funds out. I have had that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. I mean, uh, most of these exchanges they're, you know, um, I don't want to, I mean, not Russian based or Southeast Asia based, you know, and, uh, I mean, you learn your lesson, you know, you, yeah. the, the first time it happens, it's like, okay, holy crap, like lesson learned. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just certain things that certain core things that I think a lot of artists should know um, how dangerous it actually is. You know, I mean, mm. a lot of, a lot of these, a lot of these wallets have, like, I, I have a wallet that has tons of artwork on it, you know, and I've already been c- contemplating like, like, I might need to set some vaults. Uh, addresses, you know, just to make sure to, to spread it out because everything's consolidated onto one wallet. And if the keys are compromised, talk about mm-hmm. absolute nightmare, you know? Um, so there's a couple things I think a lot of artists should kind of realize at the time, right, right, right now. It's like there's a lot of wallets with stacks and stacks and stacks of art.
2: So Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's my thoughts on that, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. A
2: uh, different topic I wanted to ask you about was in terms of your artwork. How do you recommend people display it? I was thinking, you know, do you have like a wall of monitors in your living yeah. room that you? I want it. I with? want it on a whole
1: wall. I want it yeah, on yeah. a digital wall. Now, I, I, I was. I was thinking about that because, <clears throat> you know, like we were talking about the crypto voxels thing and the VR thing. Uh, yeah, I mentioned to Max the other day. I go, it's great. I get. I like the virtual thing. I love it but it'd be cool if it can do a boomerang effect and all the work that is done in the virtual world can bleed out back into the physical reality. That's the, you know what I mean? Like, instead of trying to make all the dreams in there, let's see if we can extract some of those ideas and actually put it in the physical realm, you know? And so, I mean, you know, it's like the the Bitcoin network is made to be used here now, you know? Mm. Like, it'd be nice to see what we could do with digital art pieces in the physical areas, you know, installations and so forth and really mm. just flip things out. I, I mean, I, I, it's kind of funny with, with crypto voxels or any of the, v, the VR worlds, it's like they get a free reign to develop structures, um, how they see fit, make it as wacky as they want. And what does that do when it bleeds back out? Like maybe we should make a physical building that looks like this, maybe we should, maybe we should make like the museum of crypto art look like this in real life. They might have enough money to do it in the future, who knows, you know? So there's a couple like ideas I've been kind of floating around, like I kind of want to keep even time. I don't want to spend all the time in the virtual world, you know, mm. just just not, it's, it's not, I'm not gonna lie, it's not my thing. You know, like I do it, I love it. I'm part cyberpunk myself, like I love virtual shit. I love the, you know, ever since lawnmower man kind of stuff, it's like, I love it. You know, we really do need to. I think just start thinking of ideas in the in, like molding physical reality. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to just, I want stuff to change in real life. That'd be awesome. You know, that would be really representation. Or re, like, it would really represent what crypto is about. So, yeah, that's cool. What what I think about that? <laughs>
0: awesome, cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so, your connection now with with the blockchain world is. Mm. Is very much an artistic one, but it didn't begin that way, am I right? You were you were a, a trader, an active trader back in 2014. Did you?
1: Yeah, did yeah. You I was you? trading in my uh, my rehearsal band space when I when I had free time. Like, okay, yeah. I like had literally like my trading area was like my laptop in the corner and just stacks of Marshall amps and music crap everywhere. I just did it on the side, you know. I was really fascinated with the technology, and not, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to come up, you know. It sure.
0: um, must have been a, a lot. cowboy times back. Then. It must have been crazy.
1: Oh, man. Like late 2013, 2014, like they got pictures of coin market cap. They actually kept all the pictures per year. And if you go oh, to okay. like the very first, yeah, you if you it. go to the, yeah, they have yeah. the original picture that it's like only 10 coins.
0: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in 2014,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's only 10 altcoins and then all of a sudden just, yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, I mean, back then, BTC was so like kind of illiquid that, I mean, it was just, there were some days were just maniacal. Like, I mean, I came up like 140 BTC at the time, you know, like I had quite a bit and traded like an idiot and I lost a lot of money, you know, she um, had yeah, lots of pizza <laughs> gone. didn't even get to eat it. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, just like certain days you could come up like 10 times, 20 times your, your, your stack. And it's like, it's just crazy you know and and yes and and, and, and and okay you know they talk about pumps and this and that the pumps back then it was like one person could say something and all of a sudden you go to the exchange and it's like 500% increase it's like what don't jump in it. and uh, and it's like it went to a 1000 just 2000% just crazy shit man uh, i'm not gonna lie it was fun you know yeah i mean it. i
0: was i was going to say do you miss those days cuz if you're into trading that that can be Scary on the one hand, really good fun on the other.
1: Oh yeah, I mean when you when you came up, it was like the best thing in the world. I mean, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah. Dude, you
1: got one BTC and you got ten BTC. Like now you look at that, like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just insane. Even mentioning that, but uh, it was going on, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, the exchanges were wild west too. That's one thing I remember. Like the guys running them. I mean, you know, they built some pretty good platforms, but I mean, it's just. I think at the time it was a lot of techies who do not, who did not really know about the trading world and just the way, just normal trading, you know, I think they were just all kind of new to it and, and their, and their trading style was just like, so novice. It was just, you know, I just heard something I'm buy it, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's no, there's no secure for, or forethought to it. And they just went and and over time, I noticed that, okay, they're getting a little bit more careful and um, I started noticing the percentages starting to drop like per right. year. And now it's like, it's kind of just like normal, like trading on crypto is kind of like Wall Street now. It's just like, I mean, I'm not a big Wall Street trader or anything at all, but like, like normal stocks, you know, how slow they move. And and it's starting to get there, you know, I mean, we'll yeah. see what happens with the Bitcoin rise. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to get maniacal again, but it wasn't, as, it's not, it's never going to be as maniacal as it used to be. Like, well, I, I came
0: from the traditional stock trading world. Right. That was kind of right. my entry into crypto, and yeah, and you know, back I mean, a one percent change move in a day was yeah, that's big, and it's actually right. a lot of money, right? For for large cap stocks, that's a a lot of money being moved. So right. you get a one percent movement in a day, that's a that's a that's a large significant movement in crypto. Yeah. That's the yeah, I mean percent. Uh... No, yeah, yeah, exactly. For me, it's, it's a million. Million. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, it's so funny. I've been so beaten down with the la- like the the early days. Is I still have it in me? Like I still want to see like a crazy increase, and it's not going to happen. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm being a realist. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna do that. I mean, some of the big coins will make some big moves, but uh, I, I, a lot of exchanges are. It's kind of weird. It's like I feel like they're more dangerous now than they mm-hmm. used to. It's weird. A lot of, the, uh, um, I, I just have this weird feeling about them. Like before they used to be, I mean, I, I was able to dodge some bullets with some of them like Cripsy when they defaulted. Like I luckily pulled out funds months before that happened. Um, Minpal. Um, yeah. I hopped to a Cryptopia lot of- was another big one that. Collapsed. Cryptopia. Yeah. Cryptopia. Um, I, I was pretty fortunate. Actually I, I, I was able to move stuff before I don't. know, I
0: guess I saw the warning signs and just
1: look, am out, and then I'd hear that they just totally closed
0: down and stuff. So, but that was the uh, New Zealand-based shitcoin platform.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the yeah. It was definitely the the, the shitcoin uh, mill uh, empo- emporium. <laughs> that's yeah, what, I, that's yeah. what I called it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. There was a couple of shit coins I bought that were there. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, you know, I have no shame in admitting that I acted like a damn fool, a damn gambler on the stuff. And I, and I still have that little bit in me that's like, that kind of wishes that would come back. But um, Raven Coin. Yeah, right by Raven Coin. <laughs> what? What, what, hey, what is it? RVC? What's, what's the? Uh, what's RVN. The, uh, RVN.
0: Okay. Yeah. What? 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 what, what RVN. What? What, what do you mean when you say things are more dangerous now in a, in a yeah, way yeah it's
1: just I, I just like there's there's so many exchanges on the on the fringe right now it's like it, it, there's so many of them now that yeah that I just am more hesitant now to even give them my id or to uh, okay. even I, I don't know maybe I just got jaded because I, I got I got so burned in the, in the past I don't know it could, it could be that too mm-hmm. um, but there's so many of them now and and it just doesn't seem like there's been a, I don't know how to even describe it, but I guess since there's so many, it's gotten so washed out that you really don't know if you, if you start on a new exchange, where the hell it's coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we really didn't know in the beginning, but it was like so small, it was such a small pool. It's like everybody kind of knew each other, I guess, online. you know. So it was a little bit more like everybody knew kind of each other's business, I guess. Uh, but now it's just so broad that you just, I don't know. I, well,
2: they do a better job of looking professional. That's true. You
1: yeah. know, like if I think about Quadrica in Canada, uh-huh.
2: I checked out that exchange. Fortunately, I never signed up to it. Yeah. And this guy disappears with, what was it, $230 million or whatever it was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dies in yeah. India or something like that, which we don't know what really happened there. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and tons of tons it of crazy scams. Professional. Like it mm-hmm. looked, you know, trustworthy.
1: Right, yeah, and um, I mean, they they just run off. Like I remember, like BitConnect, you know, like that. Yeah. That was that. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that, that was, was a that little shit. more suspicious. That, that shit was amazing. How bad that was. I mean, I can't believe to this day that how bad, how bad. That's like probably the, the biggest scam ever. You know, like I I just love going. I was I was talking to an uh, artist uh, Gary Cartilage about it. It's like it's like the art piece is looking at the graph. It's literally just. Like, most most altcoins never really die, you know? They kind of, right. if yeah. they're dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll go like this and then have, a like, a little cat mouse and just stay that way. And it's like, the, the, the dedicated ones will keep the network alive. That one was just, like, done.
0: This broadcast has been interrupted by an important community announcement. Paul was kidnapped by aliens and abducted.
2: So, yeah, Paul's internet blew up. He just yeah. disappeared into the... Uh, ether i guess you could say right
0: yeah i
1: started talking and the internet's like no
2: (laughs) is this censorship happening here yeah i don't know yeah well uh but thank you i don't know exactly where you got interrupted but normally what we do to wrap up the show Mm -hmm. is we do uh definitely not financial advice segment Normally, paul sings some kind of D-D-D-N-F-A or something like that. You know, like, the yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, the Jimmy yeah. Fallon, definitely not, definitely not financial advice kind of thing. All right. Nice, And nice. Uh, then we talk about what's going on in the markets. Uh, again, I'm just going to say it one more time. <clears throat> Sunday, I was talking to CryptoWendio about Ravencoin.
0: Ravencoin. And,
2: coin. <laughs> and yeah. I was saying uh, he was going to see a nice jump in this next week because the reason being, it's actually the top performing proof of work. Coin outside gotcha. of Bitcoin uh, for miners. It's the top wow. in terms of profitability. It's the most profitable to mine if you're okay. using a GPU mining rig with like NVIDIA video cards.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. got yeah, so like a people, stack of NVIDIA cards, yeah. just crunching numbers. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a yeah. shelf
2: full of them. Right. Now, right. the other one I was predicting, and I wanted to bring this up for today's DNFA in particular, was Ethereum Classic because it's the best, most profitable POW outside of Bitcoin. Uh, well, wow. for GPU mining rigs. Now, Bitcoin yeah. is not really a GPU one, right? Right, right. And uh, it's not yet seen the run. So I'm going to say it's going on a run. I've seen it kind of bottoming out here. It's yeah. right now sitting at about 66,465 Satoshis. Okay. And I'm predicting it's going to be going up over 70,000 Sats, I bet yeah. you, That's by good. a week's time from now.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny with with the with the hard forks of uh, really popular networks. It's if if Ethereum goes up, mm-hmm. which it will, which it yep. will. It's like, I know. Yep. It's just a given. But if if that goes up, I mean, that's going to trickle to Ethereum Classic. That's the way I kind of look at it. <clears throat> see, and, and I see
2: them kind of like competitors because
1: right, Ethereum's right. going proof of stake. I don't think Ethereum Classic is. Right. Looking I like just, that. yeah, I guess my viewpoint is, I guess, you know, I mean, traders, they, I mean, they have loyalty to Ethereum, but if they see something going up, I'm pretty sure they'll take some like, you know, some F, switch it to ETC and just kind of sit and ride it and then go back in. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just you know, just switch ships for a second. If they if they see Ethereum Classic as as maybe having more gains or whatever, they'll they'll probably switch over real quick. You know, and of course there'll be a pretty big dip for it. But um, but usually I've I've seen like <clears throat> just from past years like dual networks. If one's really gone, like it'll just drag the other one. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just yeah. So I can I can I can see that forecast pretty good.
2: Yeah. Sure. Well, and if I look at the monthly <clears> on um, Ethereum Classic, it's kind of at a bottom, but it's just began turning upward, which is usually a good indicator. Yeah. Uh, it kind of bottomed out at about 65,470 Satoshis. Mm-hmm. Uh, a recent top at the end of May was uh, 76,000 bit uh, Satoshis. Okay. So I could see it approaching that again. Yeah. yeah waving yeah. back up to that.
1: Yeah, I could see that too. Definitely. I mean, I think a lot of, I think a lot of coins right now are kind of at the base level too. Like a lot of them, because, because Bitcoin has been moving so crazy. I mean, it's, Mm. I mean, everyone's so tired of the 9,000 spot. I mean, everyone is. I don't care what anybody's saying right now. They're not excited. The fact that it's hit 10k and dropped like, but isn't it funny? It was how long ago that we were all tired of the 6,000 spot. It's right,
2: six thousand for months, and we were, yeah. like, come on, do something. And now we're complaining yeah. that it's at nine
1: thousand. I know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we'll probably be complaining to the end of time for sure, <laughs> but, I, but yeah, but it's like it's you know, it's it's hit the ten thousand constantly. It's literally, dude, right now it feels like Bitcoin is just this huge volcano ready to erupt. It's just here's ten thousand, and it keeps doing this, it's just doing yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. then yeah. soon it's it. just gonna. Blow open, and it's just going to be insane. I think the next rise up is going to. I'm I'm predicting the next rise up is going to be the one. It's going to be the. You think? Yeah, it's going to be like the most insane, probably world changing event. Probably that's what I think. I think the whole financial world will finally shift because, like, I got this weird thing where every rise has had different industries come in. Like the first time it hit a thousand was when Silicon Valley jumped in. You know, right. Like, wait, that's when everybody was, all the techies were like, Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. Why don't I know about this? Okay, let me invest, you know? And so that was the first one. Second one was, um, you know, the, or the major one was the 18,000. And I think that's when Wall Street finally came in. Right. Wall Street finally realized, oh, we need to, uh, we need to get on this, like, before we start becoming, you know, dinosaurs here. And so, and I could see the market completely change after that. Yes. And I think, I think this one is going to be, when governments jump in,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, when governments have to buy reserve currencies and every single government on the planet is going to be like, we need some Bitcoin just in case, you know, yep. and I think that's going to be the big moves or the, the big moves that'll be taking place. But that's just my personal view on it. But
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I forget the name of the guy who was saying it, it's schmuck insurance, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's something that it's coming to a point now where it's almost irresponsible not to have some. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah, it used yeah, to be, I mean what you buy in Bitcoin. What are you nuts? Right. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like you mean you don't have any exposure to Bitcoin. <laughs> are you sure that's the wise choice there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's funny too.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the the public consciousness now it's 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 it's, 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 it's pretty ingrained now because, I, I mean, I, I did I did you know uh, like background you know uh work and acting and stuff like that and and there's certain TV shows now that just they, they bring up Bitcoin like it's. uh it's not even like they got to explain it anymore. Like I've noticed TV shows are just right. like, Oh, we use cryptocurrency to funnel our drugs now or to do our drug transactions. You know, like, like all the cartel shows or anything that has to do with, you know, any type of currency thing. Now they just say cryptocurrency. They don't say, mm.
2: like well, because Bitcoin's really quite terrible for that. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, there was one show I, I saw. I was, I was kind of just, it, per- it piqued my interest a little bit because they, they're, they, uh the, the guy who's supposed to funnel the money, he goes, which, uh, which cryptocurrency do you want to use? And, they, and he brings up Monero. And I was like, bro, oh, right. wow. They did their research. They, they they, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they said Monero, Monero, but they, 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 they said some made up coin on the show, which I thought, like, oh. I, like, I got to get it. But, uh, who knows? It might, t- it might turn into a shit coin later. Who knows? But, <laughs> but yeah, if it uh, isn't already, right. Yeah. somebody's already done it, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, going back to the movements. I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a big one I, personally, I think. And
2: what kind of timeline are you guessing that's at? I mean, this again, audience, this is definitely not financially. Not
1: in that. Yeah, definitely not. It's just if you catch my previous there. trading history, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I'm going to say it's cause it's just hanging around 9k for quite a bit now. I, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe after the summer, Maybe the okay. after maybe after maybe after the summer it's gonna finally break ten and mm. or I should say break twelve because mm. it's already broken ten before. Yeah. But it's like it's that, that psychological marker, really. It's just sure. people afraid to get to eleven or twelve. Yeah. But I think right when it gets to twelve, the engines start cranking and and then I think it's just gonna go overdrive and pat. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. No problem.
2: Well, and my hard theory hard. with that wall is you've got a lot of people, like you remember that plus token scam. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. Well, you got some Ponzi's and stuff that they're basically sitting on Bitcoin. All right. Mm -hmm. And every time it gets to 10K, you get some whale dumping Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. And you go, hmm. Right. So how long will it take before, you know, the whales run out in that sense? I don't know. From what I've read, it's getting more concentrated. So hard to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it'll it'll stop once they realize they can't make any gains. Like if they, for example, if a whale drops a shit ton of Bitcoin at 10k and the market reacts and buys up really quick, you know, his, 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 his shorts gone, you know, so. Well, he uh, starts
2: to realize, okay, maybe I need to start dumping at 11k or 12k yeah, or whatever, right, right?
1: Right, And so, and then, and I think his battle's lost and then it just, just the, the force just pushes it through. Um, but it seems like right now that people are making some pretty good gains because mm-hmm. it seems like their, their drops are where, where they want it, you know? But I think, like, maybe the next go around, if it, if it drops and it only goes to 9,600 or 9,007, uh, I don't think that's going to be enough for them to, like, be happy about it. So I think they right. might just, and just, all right, time to hodl again. And then mm-hmm. the next, next thing, the whales will just stop. And the next thing it's just buying frenzy. So, right. so that's what I kind of assume is going to happen.
2: I kind of feel um, like we're due for another pullback, honestly. I don't like to say that, but yeah. I do
1: feel like we are.
2: Yeah. But it'll be like a spring coiling.
1: And just- yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah yeah it's it i can i can feel it man i know it's just it's just ready to snap so yep, yep. um well it, the, how many months it'll take is really or i don't want to say a year because i really think, a year, well, I think yeah, yeah 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 i don't I, I think i think honestly maybe four months we got four months left we'll see okay
2: okay interesting you know? i'm feeling yeah. like you know by by summer we're gonna have some more volatility. You know what? When I say summer, I live in Canada. So here it doesn't feel maybe like summer quite yet. Like it does elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, like the, sun, the nice sunny beaches of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I I'm, feel, I'm thinking man. like August. Yeah. All right. That, that, sounds, it sounds, that sounds like a pretty good prediction. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll be down with you on, the, on August. Anyway, I kind of
2: miss Paul's DNFA. Usually he comes up with some ridiculous prediction. Last time it was that Justin Sun and Craig Wright were going to form a conglomerate yeah. called Sun Wright.
1: The Sun Wright, yeah. And, uh,
2: I forget exactly what they were going to do, but I we bet got the,
1: we got we got some pretty good characters in this space, huh? I yes. mean, uh, oh, like Justin Sun and Craig Wright, I mean. They're almost like not human sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, no disrespect to them at all or whatever. But uh, <laughs> no disrespect. They've, they've, you're not yeah, human. You're Not human. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they probably laugh at it too. But they've, they've yeah. definitely developed quite a, a certain type of character to themselves. You know, I actually, I actually find Craig Wright pretty humorous. Actually, like I'm like the one guy it's entertaining. Who, like, yeah, uh, I think I think a lot of people. I got a weird thoughts about that guy, but uh, I think he he's actually pretty intelligent, that guy. Oh, yeah, he's not a dumb guy. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think out of, like, emotional rage, a lot of people just, you know, I think they, they miss the fact that the guy still owns one of the top supercomputers on the planet. Yep. And he does some crazy, pretty crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but, but his approach is, you know, I mean, <laughs> terrible. It's, but it's weird though because i feel like he just does that too like, like i i came up with this funny conspiracy theory that he actually is satoshi okay but but he got found out and the only way for him to convince everybody that he's not satoshi is to be a complete asshole interesting theory so he's out in the, he's out in the public but he has got to play this persona like to piss everybody off so that he's not the guy was
2: doing a very convincing job. I'm very convincing, man. Like,
1: almost like, you know, almost like he
2: isn't Satoshi. Yeah.
1: Right, right. <laughs> but like, no, but I mean, but see, here's, and here's another thing too. It's like Gavin Andreessen. Mm. Gavin Andreessen went out to say that he was. Like mm-hmm. talk about career suicide. Mm. I love that guy. Like G- Gavin Andreessen's cool. I like, you know, ever since he's, ever since I'd gone to Bitcoin, I thought that guy was super cool. And then when he came out saying that he was, it's like the backlash he got. Mm-hmm. I almost felt bad about it. You know, he mm-hmm. almost got outcasted mm-hmm. from the whole scene. So now he just, you know, he kind of does the blogs and kind of weighs in on Ethereum and this and that. But he's still a super intelligent guy. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, these guys, most of them are geniuses. I mean, but the thing yeah. about being a genius, it's not very far from being a little crazy. Sometimes
1: I, that's, that, that's, that's the, that's right. the double-edged sword in it. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think hey, I, might, I might get in love. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. I
2: was just going to say, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Probably Paul will add some kind of wrap up to the end of this. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, most definitely. Awesome. And thank you for, uh, you diversionized me from not doing the webcam stuff. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah. For um, sure. I'm kind of actually starting to dig it now. So I don't know. It's cool. I'm, I'm down well, to do more. And maybe sometime in the future
2: we can get Max on here, and it can be the four of us. Oh, definitely, yeah, if yeah. If Paul doesn't uh, seen... lose his internet again.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no problem at all. Yeah. Even if that does happen, like I think like Max did a uh, webcam thing, and he was trying to do a screen share, and then it turned all fractal. And oh, was, wow. I was laughing. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's too perfect. Very you know, artistic. Like, like, yeah, like totally fits his persona and everything. So, so I don't know. I'm I, the technical difficulties. That's it's cool. Hey. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know? Right on. Well, thanks again, and uh, no yeah, I'll look forward to seeing uh, your next uh, phase in the art. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll art. see.
1: I'm, we'll see what happens. Totally. <laughs> Just awesome. trying to make some good stuff to, for people to enjoy. So right on. Cool. All right, we'll stay um, in touch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks, sir. Okay. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to Crypto Radar Podcast. Goodbye.